0: I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello everybody. Welcome to season two of the Enneagram and Coffee podcast. (sighs) Welcome to like seasons being an actual thing on the Enneagram and Coffee podcast. Um, I always just kind of posted them and was like, no, never take a break. Um, but <laughs> I am so grateful that I took some time off over the holidays. I feel rested, rejuvenated, and ready to go. And honestly, I feel more connected than ever to the vision of our what we are making over here. You know, I know that it isn't always um I you know I think like especially this year, you know, 2020 or last year, 2020, was a hard year for us um, to feel connected to the vision of what we were making, to feel like the goals that we set at the beginning of the year were going to be possible to follow through with. Um, some of them were not possible to follow through with. I mean, I really wanted to go on a book tour this year, and obviously that did not happen. Um, I know a lot of you had similar experiences as well. But one thing I did want to do is feel reconnected to the vision that I had for what any and Coffee would be and what I will do this year. And I do feel like I've gotten that and I'm so excited. Um, this is episode one of This Being a Daily Podcast it's crazy. I mean, a week daily podcast, but we'll now be going up Monday through Friday um, for at least quarter one of 2021. That's the way I like to set commitments is, um, you know, we're going to play with this energy for the first quarter of the year and see how it goes. I think it's going to go great. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I hope you are too. So today um, we're gonna kind of touch in on that complication of what goal setting was like for 2020. And like, I think we're a little bit jaded, right? Like, let me know if you agree, but like tag me on Instagram, holler at me. I wanna hear from you, but for me, I can say I'm a little bit touchy about setting goals this year. and I haven't been setting goals in the traditional sense for a long time. Um, and I'll go I'll go over that with you more today and, and later this week, but I still feel like oof I was I feel like I got betrayed by, by by 2020 and the vision that I had for what I could accomplish and the reality of what occurred. And I know a lot of you are feeling the same because you were in my DMs, you're in my community, we're talking about it. And so I wanna talk about that more clearly with you today um, because setting goals for 2021, I think we all know it's gonna be different. Um, It's gonna feel different and it's gonna have to be strategically different. And so I wanna go into what we can do now, you know, post 2020. Um, What does it look like for us now to set goals? Um, And this is, I think like I, you know, I talked to my community a couple weeks ago about how I'm a little bit lucky in the sense that I started doing goals differently a a while ago. Um, And that's what I want to talk to you about today is what I do instead. So personally, I prefer plans over goals. Um, Plans implies It implies on-the-ground tangible action versus goals, which I think of more as like ideas or um, the hope of an action. You know, when I set goals, it's kind of saying it's sometimes usually is honestly, we're setting goals that are like metric based that we don't actually have control over, right? If I set a goal to reach a million Instagram subscribers in 2021, that's not actually something I have control over. I would rather create a plan to create content content consistently that is both inspirational and shareable, right? Like that is um, that is what I would prefer to do. And so often we we give our goals, we set goals one that are out of our control. So you know, I want to make this amount of money, or I want to, I want to save this much, or I want to. Um, yeah, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of even intangible goals right now, but things like, you know, I think Instagram followers is a good example. Like I want to have a million Instagram followers, but I would rather set plans for what we're going to do to get that result. Um, and the reason that plans are important is because one, it's something I can control, right? I can choose to do this or not choose to do this. Two, it is something that is actionable. It's something I can actually do and participate in. Um the third is that it's timely. Right? If I set a goal, of, like I'm going to get a million Instagram followers this year and then Instagram shuts down, um that goal is gone, right? But I can make a plan I'm going to create inspiring and shareable content. So when Instagram disappears, well then I pivot, right? I can pivot that energy to somewhere else. Um and it's less discouraging, right? Like if I don't follow through with my plans, I'm responsible for that. Like I have chosen to not follow through with those plans. I had a plan, I didn't do the plan. I can now figure out what the obstacles are that are standing in the way of me doing that plan, eliminate those and try again. With a goal, if I don't meet that goal, it's almost powerless feeling like, oh, I didn't, I must not have been worthy, I guess. It's easier to give up, right? Like, oh man. Someone else met that goal. They must have just been more worth that goal than I was. And so it's easier to step away. And so I definitely recommend replace the idea of goals with plans. And then when we think about, and plans I think are more suited to bigger tasks like, you know, growing an Instagram account or um, working on your health and fitness or, You know, thinking about your relationships, like bigger things, and then when it comes to like these habits, because sometimes we set goals in the new year, and then we set yearly resolutions, and I and that's where I want to say, like, replace your yearly goals with quarterly plans, things you're really going to do, and then replace your yearly resolutions with monthly resolutions. And this is something I am obsessed with. Um, We talk about this in my community, Brave Collective, all the time. And I'm going to talk to you about it here. It's going to be on the YouTube channel. You're gonna—it's everywhere. So, um, be warned. I'm a big fan. Um, but I do monthly resolutions because a long time ago, um, years ago, I, you know, read the study about how it takes 28 days to build a, build or break a habit. And there—that's a little contested. Some people say 28 days. Some people say 40 days. Um, Either way, you know, a month is a good roundabout time to really build or break a new habit. So when we think about um, setting a resolution, we can think about how can I integrate a new habit into my life on a monthly basis. And, um, And I like to do this in a very specific way. I pick a theme for the month. So and I do this. If you're in Brave Collective, you know this already. I do this for you. Um, But, like, let's say January, I pick the theme of, like, vision and connecting to my greater vision for my life and my future. Um, So then we set that vision, and then we say, "Under under this theme, what is a habit I would like to build or break? And so let's use an example of I want to build the habit of journaling every day so then we we okay so the monthly resolution is to journal every day the daily action to support that monthly resolution is to sit down at the same time every day and write now here's the thing with monthly resolutions we have our we have our monthly resolution we have our daily action but we have to think about Why am I not already doing this? If this is something I want to do, if this is a habit I want to have in my life, then why am I not already following through with this? And we need to look at the obstacles that are currently in our way. So, am I not journaling daily because I don't actually like to journal and I actually don't want to journal and it's really just a thing I think I'm supposed to do? Then we can evaluate is this the right resolution for me or is this just something that I thought. Uh, people who are happy, they journal every day. So I should probably do that. That's good information, right? So maybe you don't want to journal every day. Maybe you want to write just like a list of just getting brain dumping every day, just getting it all out of your head. Uh, maybe you want to meditate. Maybe there's something, another way to kind of get that need met for yourself. Uh, but if you do want to journal, let's say your reason, you have a good reason, you know your why but you just can't seem to get the obstacles out of the way. You you just don't seem to make time for it or it just doesn't seem to happen. Ask yourself, you know, what is standing in your way? Is it that you check your phone first thing in the morning? Is it that you're trying to become a morning person and build the habit of having a daily writing practice? Can you pick one of those? You know, maybe it's better for you to write in the afternoon than it is first thing in the morning and you're that's a simple shift of just moving the time of day that you plan to do it. Maybe you don't have a time of day that you intend to do it, so you just need to put it down on your calendar. Um, Maybe there's not a lot of time for you to have quiet in your life and you feel like it has to be quiet for you to journal. Um, Can you either adjust to journaling while your kids are running around? That's Kind of my method is <laughs> I journal, no matter what's going on in my household. If it's crazy loud, there's things going on, uh, the TV's on. I'm still going to journal. It doesn't really matter. But if that's not how your brain works, if that's not possible, then you know where can you get when? What time of day are you likely to get the most quiet? So we need to. I'm, I'm going to run through these systems because I think I said it a little scattered. Um, first, identify the habit you. Like the need you have in this area, so we have a vision. The theme is vision. What's the need that you have in terms of a vision? Is that like really knowing yourself? And then the habit you want to build to meet that need is a daily journaling practice. Okay, so we have our habit. So if I want to build a daily journaling practice, what's something I can do every single day to build this habit? Journal every day, and. Why am I doing this? You need to know why you're doing it. Again, because if your why is a should, then it needs to be eliminated, right? You you don't do anything because it, you should do it, especially not in your personal growth journey and in like your personal growth or self-care journey, like shoulds do not belong here. Um, instead, you, you know you, you know your needs, you know what will nurture yourself and think about that, meet the need. Um... And so instead of should, replace it with like an action that actually feels nourishing to you or supportive. Okay, so we know our why. We know why we're doing it. The why is also important actually because it holds you to it. It's your motivator. If you can remember why you decided to do this, why you want this met, it's grounded in something, right? So, so often we set these goals and we set these resolutions and we don't really know why we're doing it. And so when we lose motivation and drive, we kind of just let it waver because we don't even know why we're doing it in the first place. And likely it was something we didn't even really want to do. We just said we were going to do it because we thought everyone else was doing it or it was like the way to be a person. So recenter, focus on your why and and reconnect with your why often. Then choose Like Think about your obstacles. What are the things that are standing in your way of having this practice and how can those be eliminated? Make it as easy as possible for you to follow through with your resolution, right? Your daily action. So um, do I need to turn my phone off? Do I need to ask for quiet time? Do I need to do it in the car? Um, Do I need to have a day where I don't have screens? Whatever you need to do to make it easy for yourself to follow through with this, that's what you need to do. Then the big part is reward yourself at the end. And I'm I'm not letting you reward yourself because you don't just reward yourself if you've been perfect. This is really important to hear. Um, you, You don't only reward perfect behavior. So meaning, okay, you showed up, you journaled every single day this month, and therefore you deserve a reward. But if you missed two or three days, if you missed a week, then you don't deserve a reward. That is not what we're rewarding. We are rewarding continuing to show up, even when you fail, okay? So you, you, if this is the pivotal moment. You miss a week, but then you pick back up. If you pick back up, at the end of the month, you deserve a reward, okay? It's really important that we do it this way because more often than not, the reason we quit something is because we feel like we've already failed. And the reality is that failure only occurs when we stop trying, period. We only fail at at following through with our goals when we quit trying to follow through with our goals. And as long as we're willing to keep showing up, we're still on the path to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And the month will not have been wasted either way, right? Either way, you got some time with a journal. You know, either way, you did a little bit more than you were going to do before. There's no way to fail at this other than to not try. So um, that is what monthly resolutions are. So again, when we're thinking, replace your goals with plans, replace your yearly resolutions with monthly resolutions, because both of these are going to be tangible, actionable, things that you can actually control and very important in the year, 2021, we can shift. If, if our circumstances change, we can adjust, right? We're no, we're not tied to this like yearly vision or this yearly outcome that we have very little control over. Instead, we know, okay, this is what I am actually putting my time and attention into. And if circumstances are to change, I know that I can revisit this and put my time and attention into the right place from here. And in general, like we talked about, I like to think in terms of quarters. So when we're thinking of plans, I think of my quarterly plan. What are my objectives for this quarter? And that because, again, it's more actionable. If I make a plan for a year, guess what? I'm going to start taking action on that plan. Likely the last quarter of the year, depending on your Enneagram type, like, you are more. we're more likely to just give something the time that we've allocated for it. So let's say I'm gonna write a book this year, then I'm gonna write a book at, you know, maybe I write a book this year, but it's definitely gonna take me a year if I give it a year. If I give it a month, it's gonna take me a month. You know, we things expand, tasks expand to the time allotted to them. And so give yourself a quarter for these plans. And give yourself a month for these resolutions. So that is my tip on how we're navigating goal setting for 2021 after the wake of what 2020 handed to us and kind of how we're all readjusting to make it work. Tomorrow, I'm going to walk you through what I'm thinking about as I plan for this year. So as I think about um, my own process for visioning and setting plans and and things for the next year. I will walk you through exactly what I'm doing, which is pretty luxurious because this is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so it might give you just like one or two ideas that you can take away for your own practice as we move forward. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did go ahead and leave a rating and review in iTunes It means the absolute world to me as a podcaster, and I will see you tomorrow. And I can't forget today's food for thought is what would I do if there would be no negative consequences to my decisions? If you decide to, to answer this food for thought, let me know. Tag me on Instagram, Sarah Jane Case, or Instagram and Coffee, and let me know what you think of. I would love to see your food for thought today.